Welcome to the Mental Endurance Podcast. I'm Vanessa Forster, and I teach you how to build mental endurance to match your physical endurance. The result? A breakthrough performance without buying that next fancy bike, training more, or even racing more. You can train your mind like you train your body. Stick around to find out how. Hello, athletes. Welcome to this episode. I want to take a second to celebrate and acknowledge that we're at episode 22. I am so proud of all 22 episodes, but I'm actually even happier about the impact it's had on all of you listening. I love when I get to hear stories about how something you've picked up on the podcast has changed how you train. It absolutely lights me up. And that's why I'm eager to hit record each week. But I have to tell you, (laughs) real talk style, I'm proud that we're at episode 22 because when I first started this as a short series over on the Iron Woman podcast, I was like, okay, great, six episodes. I definitely have something to say each week for a mini series. And then when the feedback was overwhelmingly positive, part of me was like, what am I going to talk about now? But that was pretty short-lived because our mental and emotional health always needs tending to, especially as we seek peak performance. We're high achievers. We love challenging ourselves to get the most out of ourselves. And part of that challenge is getting our brain on board with our body. Or really, it's actually more accurately, it's getting the mind-body connection more fluid. And in that process, there is always something to work on. My favorite reason for that is the fact that we're human and we all have a bully brain that is stubborn and wants to keep us safe. It wants to keep us safe in what's familiar and comfortable, which just ends up keeping us small and unexpressed potential and holding ourselves back. If you listen to the podcast enough, you know that because I tell you that often. Sport is our chosen avenue for growth where we can find that edge And all growth that we find in sport always, always, always translates to life. Which is why I want to talk about the connection between who you are as an athlete and who you are as a human. As much as you may like to like flip a switch and activate athlete mode whenever necessary, the truth is you're both all of the time. You are a human and an athlete, an athlete and a human. And that is a good thing. You take your whole self wherever you go. And if you want to maximize your potential, you most definitely need to see this as something that works for you, not against you. Being human means we experience and we feel. Sometimes it's good and sometimes it's bad. I don't actually very often use words like good and bad because they're so subjective and just those words tend to define the experience we have with what's happening in our lives. So I say it now so that you understand the distinction and I paint the picture, but even just by doing that, it feeds into the notion that bad is bad. But bad isn't bad. Bad is relative. A bad day, a bad training session, a bad race can teach us so, so much. And that's what makes the bad useful. But where does the bad come from? Why do we even define it as such in the first place? This is an important question to ask. It's like following the breadcrumbs to the source. 
because you are an insanely capable, kick-ass, dreaming and achieving human. Because remember, you're a human first. So that means you have that sneaky, sometimes annoying bully brain, that little voice in your head that wants to rob you of your goal. And because you're human first, you have to start tending to that part of you in order to nurture, grow, achieve, and thrive as an athlete. You cannot achieve more than what you have so far without this. You will keep repeating the same results over and over and over again until you change this. And the reason for that is because the results you have now reflect your relationship with yourself as a human, what you believe about yourself, how often you believe that bully brain when it tells you you're not good enough or you don't belong, how willing you are to feel any emotion, positive and negative, or what you think being emotional means and how you try to keep the feeling out of the performance equation. So I feel like it's an important thing to do right now to stop right here and point out a little bit of a paradox. I'm saying accept your humanness, right? The good, the bad, the ugly. And I'm also saying that bad really isn't bad, which you may think is an effect resisting your humanness, but here's how they both can exist. You all know from earlier podcast episodes that for a long, long time, I held myself back from making much, if any, progress in the pool. I was stuck I was always frustrated and I was not getting any better. I felt like I didn't belong and that I never would. I had basically written off the swim part of any race as like, well, I just hope and pray that I'll get through this as fast as possible without it taking too much out of me. That's how I got to races. I had this like hate-hate relationship with swimming. Not love-hate, hate-hate. <laughs> because behind the scenes, if you pulled back the curtains, I labeled the majority of my hard sessions as bad. As, and was in so much resistance to the disappointment I felt when swims didn't go well or I didn't see the progress. I didn't want to feel disappointed. I just wanted to get there faster, get to where swimming was easier, and I didn't have what felt like this huge emotional toll around it. But the only way around is through. I was swimming slower than I wanted to, definitely. Slower than I wanted to hit my goals. And while that was 100% true for me, like my actual times were slower than I wanted, I did not need to have that on repeat in my brain, which is my bully brain that I was believing. And as soon as I accepted that disappointment is just part of my process in the pool, I started to release some of the resistance towards it. And as soon as I saw that a bad training session is relative to what I can or I want to get out of it, I started to look for the progress, even when it wasn't obvious or easy to find. I could be disappointed and not be tied down to the negativity my bully brain attached to a bad training session. Notice, this isn't like a good vibes only, let's always be positive notion. It's actually the opposite. Let's accept that we are human. And we feel both positive and negative emotions. And we think both positive and negative thoughts. Being human means you have both. You accept that you can have both and it's not a problem. And you use your power of choice at all times. It means you experience the negative emotions and negative thoughts, but you don't let those negatives control your process. For me, it was like I was trying to move forward, but there was this giant wall blocking me. I was just, I just kept trying to force my way through it with this like energetic effort and might, and it was so exhausting. But all I really had to do was look up and see that it was in fact a door and not a wall. And the door wasn't locked. 
All I had to do was open it and walk through. All I had to do was meet myself where I was at, not try to use this brute force to bust past my humanness. I needed to be okay with all parts of me. What if you left space in your training plan for the human moments? They will happen whether you want them to or not. If you make them a welcome part of your process, they don't derail you. And by those human moments, I mean the times when the sessions don't go as planned and you might feel the negative emotions. When they aren't a welcome part of your process, what you do as a high performer or a high achiever is you try to push, push, push past the bad in search of the good. Like how quickly can I get this crappy session over with? How quickly can I stop feeling crappy to feel better again? How quickly can I get through this interval to get to the rest? Or how quickly can I chug this green juice to get to the real meal? (laughs) You forget to see that it's all a part of your process. Every part is an actual part. When you rush through any part of it, physically or energetically, you're missing the point. You are a human first. Your humanness comes with good days, bad days, good training sessions, bad training sessions. And by the way, I'm still using those terms loosely because your humanness also comes with a healthy, normal human brain that, as I like to remind you a lot, wants so bad to keep you safe. And that sometimes shows up in the language we use to describe training sessions or days. That brain of yours loves goals, but it also loves the status quo even more. And because of that, it will create those negative thoughts and negative emotions at sometimes unnecessary times. Like when you feel doubt before a training session, knowing full well that you're prepared, you've actually nailed the session before. Or when you feel nervous before the gun goes off at a race, when you know you've worked hard to prepare for it and there's nothing you would even change in that preparation. It's not about eliminating the doubt or the nerves. It's about meeting yourself where you're at. Because you accept that this is the human part of being an athlete. Allow it all to be part of your unique process without controlling your process. I love this quote from Bravey, the new book written by Alexi Pappas. She says, it's called the rule of thirds. When you're chasing a big goal, you're supposed to feel good a third of the time, okay a third of the time, and crappy a third of the time. If the ratio is off, and you feel good all of the time, then you're not pushing yourself enough. Likewise, if you feel bad all of the time, then you might be fatigued and need to dial things back. I love this so much because it gives our brains a more tangible way to conceptualize those hard days, a sort of permission slip to see the hard as an important part of the process. And I wanna offer that this rule of thirds applies physically and emotionally. If you're feeling super strong and nailing everything and everything physically and in your sessions and feeling confident and certain emotionally all of the time, you're most definitely not pushing yourself enough. And if you're feeling tired and sloppy physically and or anxious and critical all of the time, that may be a sign to check in and see what needs to change without harsh self-judgment. When you see yourself as a human with physical and emotional needs, you see yourself just like you see others. Just like you see others, which tends to create more self-compassion. Your humanness is your superpower. You get to feel the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. And those lows 
or what make the highs worthwhile. You can decide how you want to feel in any moment, in any training session. You can believe anything you want about yourself. You get to pursue goals that make you feel alive. And you can do it all while accepting all parts of you. Tend to your humanness and watch your achievements as an athlete soar. This could be the one thing, the one thing holding you back from your breakthrough, from your peak performance. Okay, one last thing before we hop off for this week. I want to say congratulations to all of you who crushed the first North American Ironman 70.3 race last weekend in Texas. So you all know that I'm a triathlete through and through. So while I will likely talk about various multi-sport events here on the podcast, I am always and forever a lover and acceptor of all of you, whether you do triathlon or not. Everything I bring here does not discriminate on anything, race, gender, religion, or sport. (laughs) All right, that is it for this week. I will meet you right here next week. The Mental Endurance Podcast and all things Spicy Triathlon are proud to be supported by Orca Sportswear in 2021. Orca is committed to building a sustainable future for women in triathlon, and they have the swim gear you need to help you crush your goals this season. Their revolutionary wetsuits are the fastest, most technologically advanced wetsuits on the market. To find your perfect wetsuit and swim accessories, go to orca.com and use code IRONWOMAN15 for 15% off. It seems like every day there's a new wellness trend. Eat that, do this, avoid those. Am I right? How do you know where to start or who to trust? Inside Tracker cuts through the noise by analyzing your blood, your DNA, lifestyle, and fitness trackers to provide you with a personalized, science-backed, trackable action plan on how to live, age, and perform better. Inside Tracker is simpler, cheaper, and more convenient than traditional blood tests. Their blood tests include biomarkers that are key to performance that you don't get from traditional blood tests like ferritin and vitamin D, and both are hugely important for us as athletes. My favorite part, they don't just give you the data. They provide you with nutrition and lifestyle tips to take action now. And for a limited time, Inside Tracker is offering my listeners 25% off their entire store. Just go to insidetracker.com slash mental endurance. Again, that's insidetracker.com slash mental endurance. Change is an inside job. Start inside. This podcast is a production of Live Feisty Media. And if you enjoy it, make sure to hit that subscribe button and leave a review. When you like and subscribe, it helps more people find it. And if you want even more juicy, actionable tips to help you train your mind weekly, you better get on my email list. When you sign up, you'll get my 10 triathlon truths your conventional tri coach hasn't told you. So grab your copy and I'll drop other useful tips in your inbox weekly. Link is in the show notes.